Hey, folks, welcome back to Rugby Ascendant uh, segment here on Chris White Africa and on the Rugby Ascendant channel itself. This is Chris in Central Pennsylvania. And my guest today is Johannes Nietz Gerke from South Africa. Uh, that's probably not quite right. How's that, Nietz? Not bad. Uh, not bad. I, uh, I will accept that. You'll accept <laughs> that. Okay. You take, you'll, buy, you'll take that for five rand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you uh, are a, a player there with Rugby ATL. And, oops, got something flying in the screen there. It looks like yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Very quick. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're a player for rugby ATL there, but you're obviously from South Africa, and um, you're a part of this uh, this Western Province uh, mafia. It seems a lot of guys in rugby ATL are from either from the Western Province or went to school down there at Stellenbosch. How about yourself? Yes, um, I I went to school in a very small agricultural school there by Riversdale called Oakdale agricultural school and then afterwards i went to the western province rugby institute um for a year and then played for stellenbosch rugby club for marty's for about five years and then i came over to life to further my career in rugby and my studies so what's that like marty's has an amazing reputation it's well known in south africa people outside south africa probably don't know much about it can you tell us what that experience is like um, oh, it's been great playing for Marty's. Uh, growing up, you, we all watched them on the TV. Um, I think I was in my juniors and senior year of high school when the Varsity Cup actually started. So we started watching them play and they just had such a big reputation. A lot of guys who played for Western Province in the early 2090s came out of mostly out of the Marty's rugby club. So um, it was just it was a great experience being there and it was a great honor actually wearing the jersey and being part of the the Marty's family. Now you mentioned um, further your, your, or, or continuing, I guess, I don't I think you said further, but continuing your rugby career, you came over here, you went to life. So you, yes. you obviously attended, now you played there. Did you play sevens or fifteens or both? No, no, not a sevens player. <laughs> <laughs> I played a, <laughs> and I never played a, for the varsity team itself. I, I, I came over and I, and I uh, helped out with the coaching at first um as an assistant to the assistant almost and then as the years go on i found myself more in an assisting role um at the, at the varsity but played club club rugby um in my three years of being at life three four years of being at life yeah well that kind of leads me on to my next question which i really want to get with that with you here is that uh, in fact i understand that you're a uh is it at least level 300 coach here qualified in the usa is that correct yes Yes. Okay, and you are you are a coach at Life right now? Um, no, not at the moment. I did. I did start it off this year, um, helping them out in the scrums and so on. But as the year developed and the four hundred four was kicking off, and my role here at Rugby ATL as a coach with a pathway coach started to develop, I had to um, put all my time outside of rugby into into helping out with the four hundred four coaching, our pathway coaching. Well, let's let's get into that real quick, Neitz, because uh, I'm sure that my South African audience, which is over half my audience, uh, has no idea what the heck 404 is. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And even I think a lot of the American audience outside of Marietta and outside Atlanta probably don't know yeah. what it's about. It's a fascinating aspect of rugby ATL. If you could share with us what that's all about. Yes, for sure. So the 404, uh, 404 is our area code, and that is our academy team, basically, the rugby ATL 404 pathway. Um we, um, our idea of the 404 is to draw players um, in from different clubs and then have a competitive season in the fall, uh, meaning, well, like this year is going to be September, October, November and so on and play competitive teams against other academies 
and so on. And it's just another type of pathway. You see guys coming out of the collegiate, collegiate drafts and being at university, but then there's also club players that that's not being seen, obviously, or sometimes. And then the 404 gives them that opportunity to compete in a, in a different level, just underneath um, MLR level. So what's that like? You obviously seem to have this attachment or interest in coaching. Uh, is, is that a path you want to do after you finish playing your playing days or, or your playing days kind of melding into your coaching? It looks like you're doing both. Yeah. yeah so uh, obviously as, as, um, as you get older, you, you start looking at something else to do. And uh, coaching has been part of my whole experience here at, here in America, I don't think um, there was a year where I just did the one or the other one. It's always been both. And um, for me, it's so much, It's you learn so much while you're still actually playing because you get coached by these world-class coaches and then you just apply what you've learned to, to the players. And actually coaching what you've learned helps you with your performance at the end of the day too. So it's, it goes hand in hand, the two at the moment. But yes, in the future, I'll definitely start looking at a, a more coaching role, a pathway coach role um, in, the, in, in the U.S. Well, you know, it's interesting because you're, you're also part of this. Now it's, it's Well, I don't want to say pipeline. It's not really a pipeline, but certainly there's a special relationship between Life University and Rugby ATL. Not only do they play right there on Lupo Field, which is on Life University, but there's a lot of direct connection between players and um, I think maybe some of the execs as well between rugby ATL and life. Has uh, that been something that's been very helpful for you to find your way uh, into playing with rugby ATL or is it just happenstance? Oh, no, it, well, for sure. No, the, the connection between life and, and rugby ATL it goes very deep. As you know, uh, our coaches both coached at and played at life. So um, the connection there is it will always be there and the, and the two does have a soft 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 um, soft part in their heart for each other yeah now what were you studying at life uh i i did uh, my postgrad um masters in positive psychology i did my masters in positive psychology at life so yeah so okay hang on a second okay let me positive psycho <laughs> positive psychology positive psychology yeah. that sounds like something we're in desperate need of during the era of pandemic <laughs> positive oh, psychology absolutely. uh certainly absolutely. in so south africa at the moment i'm sure people could really use that positive psychology goodness <laughs> that's yeah. interesting i don't i don't think I've, I've i'm familiar with that academic discipline that's pretty interesting is it a relatively new one or it's just one that i'm unfamiliar with well it's, it's just that you know um people always uh and how we've seen it is in psychology, they look at what's wrong with you and then they're trying to help you. Positive psychology, you just look at it at a different part. You say, what is, what is good with this or what, what is all the positive in this person's life and how can we um, make those positives overflow so much that you, the negative don't even exist? So you, you, you look for the positives in people's lives and you, and you find yeah. ways to accentuate that so that that's the focus. Exactly. Oh. Well, I like that. That makes sense. And it, and it fits with coaching as well. You know, oh, you of course. A, yeah. That type of mindset is way better than a negative mindset. Now I, I, 
scoured your social media a while back. Um, I'd sent you a request on right. LinkedIn. I don't think you check your LinkedIn very often. It's been pending for a long time, but not that much. <laughs> not that much. <laughs> so a while back, I scoured I'll, your- I'll go check it right after this. Uh, okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> but I, I scoured your social media a while back and did a little trolling of you, uh, not, not in an evil way, but just to learn more about you. And you seem to have an awful big interest in the outdoors and in the sea and water. Uh, did yes. I get that right? Yes, no, I love the ocean. Um, I Most of my life, I grew up next to the ocean. So the ocean is a big part of me, of who I am. Yeah. Now, I think I saw some some stuff there where, unless I'm getting this wrong, where you have a tie now to the Chesapeake Bay, which I'm from Baltimore originally. So that's what got my attention. <laughs> I do. Yes. My my fiance is from, is from Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. All right. Big well. Ravens fan. So it forced me to also be a Ravens fan now. Yeah, I was going to say, well, until you said that last part, I was going to say uh, your fiance is from Baltimore. You got that going for you. But then you said she's a Ravens fan. That kind of negated everything I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's accentuate the positive using your positive psychology there from Maryland. That's right. The old line state and the home of steam crabs, Maryland blue crabs. Have you had them? Tasty. Oh, they are tasty. tasty. Let, me, let me tell you, Neats. Um, uh, when I live in Maryland, which I don't know, I'm in central Pennsylvania. When I live in Maryland and I eat crabs in the summertime, if I go to a place, I always ask, are these from the, the Bay or are they from the Carolinas? Or are they from Louisiana? And yeah. if they try to hoodwink me and say they're from the Bay and I get them, I take them home. I know right away. I can tell if they're from the Carolinas or if they're from Louisiana or if they're from the Chesapeake Bay. And people say, how do you know that? I said, well, it's because the Bay is so polluted. I can taste the cadmium and the mercury in them. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, that's that's uh, eating crabs in the summertime in Maryland. That's a special thing. Sounds like you've had that experience. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a real good time. We actually went up there this past weekend. We had a, you know, they loved a soft pretzel and, and crab dip. Yep. And uh, yeah, no, it was delicious. So I take it that's become part of your culture now too. <laughs> yes. No, have to. Hey, it's, it's almost, it's close to eating a, a, what do you call it? Lobster. So that's can red lobster. So it's not that bad. Now it's interesting because, you know, accents are a funny thing. Uh, I, I, I last year on my channel hosted a, a singer from Namibia. Her name is Giselle and she sings in Afrikaans. And when I put her on, most South Africans didn't know who she was. But even though she lives in South Africa, she's the one that sang that song Sight Vest about uh, Southwest Africa. That's I mean, you might have heard okay. it years ago. That's who she is. Anyway, I had her on my channel, was promoting her channel. And all these people in South Africa who never heard of her says, she sounds like she's from Namibia. I said, yeah. And I'm like, how'd you know? Mm -hmm. Well, because I can tell the accent. They can tell the difference in the Afrikaans accent yeah, yeah. between, because she's from Krutfontein. <laughs> she's from up there. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's from up there. So it's a very different accent than, say, the High Veld or the Western Cape or something like that. Now, little little thing to let you know about here. If you're in Baltimore, there's a Dundalk accent. There's an Essex accent. There's a Glen Burnie accent. There's a Greenhaven accent. There's an, the, the, all these accents. You got to tune your ear to that. So if you're ever there, that way you'll know if it's safe to talk to people around you or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ask, I'll ask the missus a little bit to teach me and to educate me on all the accents that's from there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's a true story. I was in Arizona at the Army uh, shopping that we call them the PX, the Post Exchange. I walked in and I just come back from a tour in Germany and a guy asked for my identification card. And I said, oh, here you go. I said, uh, you're from Glen Burnie. How'd you know that? I said, because you talked, because I could recognize the accent. <laughs> yeah, you pick them up pretty quickly. So what's, um, uh, well, if you've got a fiance here in the States, I'm guessing you say she's from Baltimore, she's an American. So um, you've, you've probably gotten pretty accustomed to being in the States at this point. But can you remember back when you first came over, was there anything that struck you odd about the States or some culture shock you had to adjust to? Um, yeah, it's been, it's been five years now. And um, 
I remember the biggest, the biggest thing for me when I came over is because uh, driving on the other side of the road. So for the first week for me, I felt every time we took a turn, I thought, this is it. This is how I'm going to die. So, but you do get, you do get, you do get used to it uh, um, at the end of the day. And, um, but yeah, that was the biggest thing for me is, uh, is the driving on the other side of the road and so on. But uh, it was, it, it, they have the Americans here and here in Marietta, Georgia has been so good that they made me feel at home so much that uh, it wasn't that big of a shock at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, I have to say that, you know, you talk about life, obviously, there, but I assume you're talking about rugby ATL too, making people yeah. feel at home. Yeah. And that's, uh, that seems to be a pretty consistent theme. Every, every player from the team and coach that I've interviewed talks about that sense of team and that sense of community and how people are really made to feel welcome there. It's, 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 it's really refreshing, you know, in a business that's trying to get off the ground, like major league rugby, uh, there's gotta be some bumps along the way, especially for clubs financially and stuff like that. But when they have that welcoming attitude for players, it's really got to make you feel right at home there. And it's, it's nice change of pace. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's real. It's real nice. I must say. So what's, what's your favorite part about the sea? Are you, are you into deep sea fishing or you like to sailboat or you just like to hang on the beach and go swimming? Oh, no, offshore. Okay. Onshore, onshore fishing, sorry, onshore fishing. Yeah, just from the, from the side, from the beach, from the rocks. Just being, just being in the ocean, you know, anything with it. All right, excellent. Well, listen, it's, uh, it's a pleasure chatting with you here. I'm going to um, I'm gonna thank you for the time uh, that you've given us today. And also, it's interesting. And thanks for sharing with us a little bit about the 404 Academy, which people don't really know much about. That's a nice approach to it. And uh, you guys have got two games left. Looking pretty good. Yes. Um, as I share with the other guys, um, the Free Jacks have done you a big favor because now Rooney's not nipping at your heels. They, they've got Nola nipping at their heels, and actually Nola's ahead of them. So now they got to yeah. fight Nola for that second spot, and you guys can just focus on winning the last two games and getting to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. the big focus is we, we're focusing on us the last few weeks, and uh, it's, it's definitely helping us, you know. Um, so that's why I think – uh, whatever the other teams do, whatever happens, the key thing for us to focus on us, trust our system and just start uh, and keep keep executing what we do best. Well, you guys have started done a lot best this year, to say the least. It's been a very interesting season to watch you guys uh, throughout the season and watch a team gel and come together. Best of luck. Um, you're missing a few internationals now with the Eagles and the Canadian guys out, but uh, you still look like you're pretty strong there. So uh, bye bye, Donkey, for your time. I appreciate it. And we'll, we wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. Donkey, right there. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers, Nice. Cheers. Bye-bye.